Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to What's the Word? The show is about finding out what inspires people to succeed in their business using social media. My name is Cheval John, and thank you for joining me. I had the honor of interviewing Katija Vlakovic, who is the founder and CEO of Misfit Digital, which is a company which goes against the grain to create strategies that makes their clients stand out online. Now, she has been featured in many media outlets like Dragon Digital Marketing Podcast. And you're going to hear about how she came up with the name Misfit Digital and how uh, how businesses can thrive during this quote-unquote pandemic. Now, before we start this episode, I want to say that it that is sponsored by Valana Media, which is a marketing agency which helps small to mid-sized businesses navigate social media to build a loyal audience. You can visit the website at www.valanomedia.com. That's www.vsvictoria-a-l-l-a-n-o. So without further ado, here is the interview with Katija Vlakovic, and hope you guys enjoy your day. Uh, uh, Katija Vlakovic, uh, welcome to What's the Word. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's lovely to be here. Awesome. Thank you for just taking the time out of your busy schedule. I'm truly honored. I'm going to start out with an icebreaker question. And the question is, um, uh, now that you, you just mentioned that the America's Cup is happening right now, can you share with us what that's, what that's about? Yeah, so it's, well, it's, we're in the process of leading up to the America's Cup here. So it's a, it's a sailing race. So um, obviously it's a bit different this time around because of COVID and things. But um, I've been downtown in Auckland at the moment and there's the um, the Prada Italian team, there's American Magic. They're all down at the uh, at the waterfront at the moment training and getting ready for the, the first regatta, which I think is in December. So, yeah, it's quite, it's quite nice seeing... Um, uh, some you know some, some sporting things happening and, and things like that when it's been such a crazy year for everyone being locked inside. So there is light at the end of the tunnel. I I, I feel at the moment. So yeah, it's a pretty special time to be in in, in New Zealand. Awesome, awesome. So now can you, can you share with us about uh, your company, uh, Misfit Digital? That's the one. Yeah, so um, Misfit Digital, so that was, oh, when did I, I started that about three years ago. Yeah, we just had our third year anniversary in September. Um, I've been working in, in advertising from a digital perspective for the last 11 years. So I was in television prior to that and then went to quite um, some of the large global media agencies and when social media was just kind of getting into uh, the, well, into our reality, I guess. And um yeah, I was working with some pretty big companies and then I got to a point about three and a half years ago where I just really wanted to start working with businesses um, that were a, more focused on e-commerce. I'm a lot more of a data-driven person than a creative, so for me, analysing uh, data and being able to leverage that to help small businesses or even medium-sized businesses to really amplify their um, or scale, or scale their businesses online was really a big passion of mine. So. Yeah, and the whole thing of Misfit Digital was that we wanted to work with people who thought outside the box, who weren't really doing things like everyone else was. So really working with entrepreneurs, creative minds, people who created their own products, 
or um, had a really innovative uh, guest ideas from a uh, business perspective and really help them to reach the right people and make sure that they were getting the return they wanted from a from a digital marketing perspective. So um, we're currently now based. The main team is based in Melbourne, Australia. We've got um, we've got employees also in New Zealand as well, um, Philippines and the US. So yeah, we kind of cover um, those markets, and it's it's been a really really fun ride. Awesome. Now I want to get to uh, how, you know how you moved to uh, New Zealand. What interests you to get to New Zealand? Because your story is interesting because you. Like you said, you used to be used to be in television. You wrote, you started out writing uh, scripts for television shows, and then, then you just uh, then interestingly, uh, you know, you got into social media. The first one, Twitter, because of them yeah. saying, you know, this platform's coming out. You know, you you figure out how to do it, basically. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. So what happened was I was actually in, in the newsroom here, so I was, I was producing there. So I wasn't writing scripts, but I was writing, um, I guess, news bulletins and doing all that stuff. So it's kind of similar um, in a way, but factual. Um, so, yeah, I was in I was in the newsroom. I, I'm from New Zealand originally, so I was doing that here. And then um, I got to a point, as you mentioned, where I started – being in the newsroom was interesting because it really the, – the basically the introduction of Twitter was the first kind of – wave as a producer i was going this is amazing we can actually get real-time feedback from people on the ground as to what's happening at certain events and things like that so i saw it from an amazing tool to be able to get not only sources and find find people quickly um but obviously it was giving real-time accounts of what was happening um at certain events so um the probably the first time i really noticed it here is about nine years ago we had a pretty big um earthquake in christchurch so it was there were two actually, but one was really significant. And it was the first time I really saw Twitter mobilize people together. Firstly, um, people had lost lo lost loved ones and were trying to find people. And it was the most amazing tool to be able to get people to connect to really find different friends and family and stuff. So that for me, I just was incredible. And then also, obviously, if we were, we were in Auckland, so imagine being like, um, say the earthquake happened in San Antonio, but you're in Houston. Obviously, there's a bit of a, there's a difference there. But we were able to get real-time content as well from what was happening on the ground. So I just, I just saw from that moment I realised, okay, this is something, and that I knew that was an area I wanted to be in. And also the ability to have two-way conversation and media, I just thought was incredible because it hadn't really happened before. Um, obviously, TV, um, you know, radio, radio a bit more so. You can have a bit more two-way conversation, but a lot of the majority of the media platforms that were out there were just brands and businesses pushing their message, they weren't actually getting a real-time conversation. So I found that really exciting. And yeah, um, and so that's when I decided that I thought this could be an interesting avenue. And obviously getting into an industry at the very beginning means that you, there's no one really before you. So you're kind of paving the way as well. And I love that whole um, ability to have a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit when going to these things, because no one knew how it was all gonna work. So you just kind of had to figure it out. So yeah, and then now we're here. So it's it's been a been a fun ride. That's awesome. So so now of course I you know afterwards like you decided you decided to like start your company Misfit Digital, which I was when I was looking at this I was thinking Misfit, and then I thought you know I was looking at the reasoning you know because 
like most of us, most of us who are work independently beforehand, like doing online businesses, before it became normal or looked at, looked looked at negatively. But now everyone has yeah. embraced it now. So, so uh, so quickly, uh, can, can you share quickly of how you what inspired you to come up with the you know with the name yeah, Misfit and did you, that it was going to resonate with with everyone beforehand? Yeah, I, that's a really nice question, actually. So um, I'm a firm believer that entrepreneurs, um, anyone who kind of, if you look at society as a whole, right, a lot of people play it safe. And they get their nine-to-five job, they go home, they do everything that they're told to do. And for us, um, those of us that are entrepreneurs that think, hang on, there's a better way, um, I, you know, misfits is just, I think, a fantastic term to kind of, for me, a misfits anyone that doesn't really fit into the, the normal thing of society, right? So um, I wanted to be able to connect with people who thought outside of the box, um, who had really different ideas, and it has definitely um, attracted those kind of clients to us. The other thing too is that within our, uh, I'm a big supporter of diversity within a workplace and making sure that there's a lot of different brains and thinking. So the people we've got in our team are, you know, I, I say this with love, we're all a bunch of misfits, and it's great because we've got such uh, you know, within our within our team, there's at full time. There's there's 11 of us at the moment. I think there's people from eight different countries, uh, backgrounds. You know, there's different religions. There's different um, people that are married, different ages. There's just a broad, broad, broad spectrum. And the beauty of that is that it brings in different points of view and perspectives for our clients. So, if you've got everyone who looks the same, who thinks the same, then you're going to get a very I, I, I find quite a limited view or, or or ideation around a certain topic but if you've got people from different countries different backgrounds different whatever you name it they've had different experiences and are able to bring a different point of view for not only the business but for clients as well so yeah i celebrate the misfit be different be yourself be be uh, you know bring your ideas to life that's what we want to we want to help people to bring their their crazy weird ideas to the forefront and then make it actually make their dreams come true and make that a, a real career for them whether that be an online store or um you know, helping them with the with, with building products and things like that from from an online environment. So, yeah, that's that's really where it came from. So, how important was this to niche down? Because you mostly deal with uh, e-commerce businesses. Yeah, really good question. So, at the beginning, like most people, um, you think you can do it all, and you kind of are trying to find just ways to bring money through the door, right? Um, niching for me hasn't been. It's come over time. Um, and so, yeah, we've niched down to e-com, which definitely by far is just where we've, our, it's just where our skill sets lie. And the other thing too, with that, it allows the team to really focus and get, and get, become an expert in one certain area. So, um, if they're doing too many things, it means that they're not really able to put all of their effort into a certain, um, skill or speciality. So, the benefit of niching is that it means the team have been practicing a very similar process over and over again. Um, and even this year now, we've niched down even further. So primarily we do e-com, but the main clients we have are in the alcohol space. So um, alcohol distribution um, companies, yeah, so, <laughs> which has been pretty interesting this year. Um, but also we work a bit in technology as well. So businesses that are selling um, phones, tablets, you name it, so that kind of thing too. And we also do a little bit in the um, beauty 
fashion-y kind of well, women's product space as well. And I know that's a bit gendered, but it tends to be more, you know, female-focused products too. So, yeah, we've got three niches at our team, and that means we've got a specific account manager for each of those as well. And they, so we've got one account, account manager who manages the alcohol brands, et cetera. So then they really know the industry really, really well, and they're able to be able to help these businesses because through cross-learning as well. So it really, the, the when you niche, it means, yeah, you get more specific. It means that if you're known for a certain, um, I guess, vertical or niche, then people are willing to pay more as well because they know that you're an expert in that area. If you're a generalist, it doesn't necessarily have as much weight. And then also, if you do, if your team is focusing that, then you get fantastic case studies, you get really, really great um, materials to be able to sh on share, and it just kind of snowballs from there. So, and then from that, if you're working with a certain niche and they are all talking to other businesses, they recommend you. They're like, oh, you need to talk to Mr. Digital, they're the alcohol guys, or whoever that may be. Like that's, you get better word of mouth. So. Um, it does take a while to build up, I have to say, but if you if you put the effort in and you and you focus on it, it's definitely worth it. Oh wow! So so I I gotta play a bit bit of advocate because sometimes you know like especially now you know we've seen what uh, this pandemic has done. What if you what if you like end up losing that client base due to Due yeah. to this, due to like situations like this, and your and that's your niche. How do, do you, don't you think that can hurt the business, or do you think uh, it can allow them to just uh, reinvent themselves? Well, I'm I'm I come from the school of thought that every every kind of roadblock that comes in the road is there's an opportunity at the other side. So I think firstly you've got to make sure your mindset's in the right place, right? Um, okay. Look, I can speak I can speak from experience. We've lost. We've lost a lot of clients this year, but we've also gained a lot too. So alcohol wasn't our focus at the beginning of this year, but I saw the opportunity in that space because I was watching the trends that were happening around me and seeing the products that actually people were taking on board. So you're going to have to pivot, right? It might might be that you've got one niche, but that doesn't mean that's going to be your niche forever. Um, and as I said to you before, we we're, we've got three niches that we're working with at the moment primarily. So you've got, you, if you've got two or three, that's that's a good thing. But Always try and don't, nothing is forever. Not every, change is inevitable. So make sure you're looking and keeping an eye on what is happening out there from a business perspective because it's, it, I guess, a trends perspective within the, um, within the economy too because if, if, some, if you start to see something trending up, you're like, okay, that could be an opportunity. Get, a, get on top of it. Give it a go. Um, you don't have to stay in one place, but, you know, you can, nothing is ever ever, ever going to be fail-safe. You've just got to make sure that you've got an open mind, you've got the ability to test things, and also, you know, just adapt if need be. It's, it's, it is what it is. You've just, as a business owner, you've got to, you've got to be open-minded and you've got to be always on the lookout for the next thing to keep, make sure that your business is relevant, um, is obviously able to service clients, um, but also that you can actually pay, pay your, your team and your wages as well. So. Um, you've got to look after your team too. So, yeah, that's it's. There's always an opportunity, always. Oh, awesome. So, so now I gotta ask about uh, you know how how did how do the people who uh, you know who are dealing with how do people uh, over you know you know pivot themselves to online now since uh, since this pandemic. Yeah. Uh, has forced everyone to work from home. Like, how do you, how did you how do you help those businesses? 
to business as yeah. That's a great question. So look, we this happened a lot. When the first lockdown um hit here, I as I mentioned, I just moved back to New Zealand and I had a lot I've got a lot of friends who have uh traditional brick and mortar businesses or have restaurants or things that don't necessarily normally have an online com component. So what I realized very quickly is a lot of these business owners have absolutely no knowledge of the digital landscape. So um, I think the first thing that we, well, we did, um, well, I started a Facebook group, which was um, still going e-commerce free advice, right? So basically I wanted to be able to get, have a forum and give back to people that um, allowed for them to get the right information because that's the first thing. There's a lot of misinformation out there around this and you can waste money very, very quickly. So, um, and I had friends call me up going, oh my God, what, what is it? What is an e-commerce store? What is even e-commerce? I was like, okay guys, calm down. So um, the first thing I would recommend is educate yourself if you're gonna go into this environment, um, get the right information. Um, and you can do that by doing research as to the people who are putting it out there. Make sure they actually have credentials and they know what they're talking about. Um, and secondly, um, and the good thing about that is by, you don't have to be an expert, it just gives you an understanding of the landscape of, of what is out there and what needs to be done and gives you some understanding of what the priorities are that you need to focus on. Um, secondly, you need a website. You need, a, you need to have an online component, right? Um, and sure, you can sell through Amazon or you can sell through other third-party apps, but the beauty of having a website is that you own the data. So if someone is coming to your website, then you can retarget them down the track. You can, you know, it's, it's about building your brand online. I'm a big advocate mm -hmm. of that. And also, you know, Amazon, eBay, you know, all those, they take a pretty big percentage cut from your sales. So you're actually getting majority of the revenue and you can use that money that you would normally do to, to do more marketing and bring more people in. So it kind of has an effect. Now with the website, I would definitely say, if you're going onto the online, don't get sold a custom site at the moment if you're starting out. Uh, because you'll always need a developer to, to do that. There's fantastic off-the-shelf options like Shopify, WooCommerce. Um, use one that already pretty much, if you're a beginner and you have already and you need to be able to create an e-commerce site, use one that's already there. There's, there's a lot that you can, you can fast-track the process by having um, that kind of done for you. And if you're not sure, get, get a, you can get Shopify developers, research again, research if you're getting a third-party person to help you build it. Um, and then also as well, the other thing too is make sure you, when it comes to the design, you understand your buyer persona, so who you're actually targeting. So buyer persona is your ideal customer, right? So with that, and you can do that by talking to, if you've got an existing um, brick and mortar store or something, you can, you can do that by really talking and, and, and getting some understanding from them, sending out an email quiz, understanding what they like, what they don't like, who they look like. And then making sure that whatever's on your website and in your marketing material represents and talks directly to your ideal buyer persona, your customer. There's no point creating a, a website for, if, you're, if your ideal customer is a 45-year-old male, there's no point having pretty pink pictures and all the stuff that targets an 18-year-old girl. It's going to have a disconnect, you know. So make sure your, your brand represents who you're trying to engage with as well. Um, and then finally, don't rush. Don't rush to get online because the worst thing you could do is to have an e-commerce store that doesn't work. So then you get customers there and they try and add to cart and, and your website crashes or it doesn't add to product. Like you're going to have such a bad experience. Well, that your customer's going to have such a bad experience that they, they probably won't come back again. So wait until you are 
you've tested it. It doesn't have to be perfect, don't get me wrong, but it needs to work. It needs to be able to convert, otherwise you're not going to make any money. Uh, now, what about uh, WordPress? Isn't that, does, yeah. isn't that, uh, is that a good option too? That's what I mean. It's like, yeah, absolutely. So, oh, um, okay. you know, yeah, yeah, totally. So WooCommerce, I tend to, um, if I was going to do WordPress, I'd use WooCommerce, which is effectively the e-commerce version of okay. the WordPress group. So, yeah, so um, anything like, anything that's off the shelf, that's already kind of pre-done. You don't have to go and get a developer to build it all from scratch. Go for it. Uh, big commerce as well is great. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of options out there. Um, Magento, if you've got a bit more of a um, broader product range, could be good too. Um, yeah, you don't need to build something. You, you don't need to reinvent the wheel when there's already so many products out there that can get you online fast and make it easy for you to manage as well. Awesome. So, uh, how so for so for small businesses, uh, I mean, would you recommend blogging and you know podcasting, especially like you know if they're starting out, or or would you re recommend any uh, any uh, live you know live streaming to try to get themselves out there, especially if they're if they are established or trying to transition? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So the the one thing, when all this hit, the one thing I spoke to all of our clients and I said to them, right now, the worst thing you could do is stop marketing. And the reason being is that you have so many people at home on their phones consuming content right now. You need to be relevant to, to brands, to business, uh, to your customers. And if you if you dip off, people will forget about you. So firstly, yeah, I think no matter what your business is, even if you can trade or you can't trade, the whole thing is you need to continually add value to your customer base. So when you can trade again, they're going to remember you and go, oh, wow, that person was, was there the whole time. They were making me feel better. I'm going to make sure, again, people buy from people they like, right? So that's one thing. Now, from a more tactical standpoint, um, obviously, we're, we're e-com focused. So um, what I've seen work so well is if you're selling a product like say you're selling shirts like this and it's a design you've made getting doing live streams talking about the the fit showing how it works doing styling options talking about um, the fabric talking about the sizing everything that is going to give more value to your to your customers and also it's going to get the history of your brand and why you're doing what you're doing out there and it's going to make people connect with you more as a as a person um, so yeah, live streaming a video is so, so, so important for e-com. Um, obviously on the flip side, if you're not a video person, long form content is great too. Like what you're trying to do from a, uh, e-commerce point of view, if you're selling any kind of product, you're trying to make the customer see that the product is going to be something that's going to add value to their life. So whether that be you know, styling tips, and it could be photos that you've taken of how to style this shirt, right? And give t the top 10 ways to wear this, or outfits, or it's giving people more, it's, it's helping people to realize that they need this product in their wardrobe or in their in their home or whatever that is. So the more you can educate people about the product, um, the, the more you will get get a return. It's, it's as simple as that. Awesome. And of course, you know, for yourself, I've seen that uh, you have, you've been on many podcasts, and you're getting getting out there at the moment. So, so how can uh, how can small business owners, uh, if they decide to you know to reach out to get onto a podcast or a live stream, what approach can 
can they go to um to get to to build trust with that uh, potential uh you know yeah. podcast uh, or live streamer yeah great question so the first thing you've got to remember is that when you're talking to people, you're talking, it's, it's people, right? So you're reaching out to other people. So you've got to make sure that you, are firstly, are personable, um, that you don't just copy and paste and send the same thing over and over again. Make sure you actually understand what the podcast is about if you're going to reach out. Um, and then also, make sure you've got to pitch yourself, okay? So um, look at the podcast that you're looking to potentially get a spot on. Understand who they're, they're targeting and then how you can actually add value to that. So um, you want to be able to say, hey, look, here's, here's a bit about me. Here's what I'm, I can speak about. Um, and here's how I can help your, um, your audience base and give an added value. It's really as simple as that. And send an email. Um, and also, if you've done any, any other media work or you've done any other um, interviews, link that as well so they can get an understanding of the kind of um, way you communicate and how you talk. Uh, if not, send a photo, just make sure you get a headshot kind of thing, just give them some, you've got to, you're basically selling yourself in, right? So, and just be, be you, that's the other thing too, don't, don't put on a front because if you're going to do a, a, a conversation like this, if you try and be something you're not, within five minutes you'll forget about that and you'll go back down to who, you know, so it's, <laughs> it just, you just be real and um, authentic and I think that's the beauty of who we are as people is, is our authenticity of, of what we bring. So. Um, and just make sure you're, 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 you've researched your topics that you're talking about as well. You know, the worst thing is when you get on there and you go, oh, oh, God, I don't know what I'm talking about, or I've forgotten. So, and you can even, if you're, if you're starting out as well, put a few bullet points and notes as well. I have it next to you so that if you do need to, um, if you get nervous and you want to reference what's uh, something you want to talk about, you've got them there so you can just look at it and go, okay, don't write out a script. Don't do that because you'll read it and it'll be terrible. Just a couple of reference points and bullet points so that you can get back on track. Uh, awesome. So, so for the so, can you share a bit about uh, how do you guys manage to you know to communicate since you guys are located in different time zones, like you know yeah. to give to our audience a a glimpse of of what it's like to work across across time zones uh, from different uh, countries, basically. Yeah, that's great. Good question. Well, I guess we're, we're quite lucky in New Zealand because we're quite ahead of the time. So I think now it's um, what, quarter past 10 in the morning and I think it's about four, quarter past four in the afternoon. Yeah. Anyway, yeah? So we've got, a, mm -hmm. we've got quite a complementary time zone for the US. Um, Australia is only two hours behind us. Asia, three or four hours. So um, we do a lot of work. That's why we work within the um, US, Asia, um, Asia Pacific regions because it actually works from a, a, a logistical time. We don't do much, we actually don't do any work at the moment with the UK or Europe because it's literally 12 hours opposite. So that could be a bit challenging. Otherwise you're up at either 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. or 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 p.m. at night. So that's, that's a little challenging. So my advice is if you're going to look at working cross time zones is make sure that they work for you. You might, you might love working at night, fantastic. Then work within the time zones that work for you. Or make sure you've got a team member that's on. And this happens with a lot of um, other agencies. Is that they'll have a team in Europe and then one in maybe Australia or New Zealand. So they can actually be online 24-7. Um, so you've just got to think about that and, and, and really how it would work from a, a logistical standpoint. But I love it. It means that, you know, and the beauty of was, was all things like, you know, um, what we've got, we're video conferencing, all this stuff now, it means that we can connect with people five minutes down the road or 
500 kilometers away. It doesn't, it's, it, it doesn't actually matter now. And I think that's been one of, the, one of the few positives out of COVID is that it's really changed the way of how people communicate and, 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 and work. So um, that whole, you know, before, like the whole working from home lifestyle was a bit taboo. Now it's definitely become a lot more normalized, which I think it should be. It's, why should we have to sit in an office for 10 hours a day when we can be doing the same amount of work sometimes in a shorter time frame, but if you want to go to the gym in the middle of the day, you can. If you want to go pick up your kids from school, you can do it, or whatever it is. It gives you the flexibility to have more of a life, which I'm all for, which I think that's what life's about. Awesome. Uh, three more questions. Uh, if you had the opportunity to appear on, well, to, to, meet any, to, to meet anyone that you admire, past mm -hmm. or present, Learn from outside your family members. Who would that person be? It's a really good question. Um, there's there's a few different people. Um, I would love to meet someone like Benet Brown, um, who obviously is a amazing author around vulnerability. And what I love about her is the fact that she's she's real, and but she's also a scientist, well, a scientist as well. So a lot of her um, work is based off um, data, which again I love. So. Being able to have a conversation, I, I love, I love talking about how people think and what motivates them and what really gets people up in the, up in the morning. Um, I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to have coffee with her. Um, but at the same time, I, I'm a, I love my music, so I'd probably love to sit down with the Rolling Stones and have a have a conversation with them about what's happened over their lifetime. So it's certainly quite entertaining. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And then you know, I'm I'm always, I'm just. For me, there was one other person I wanted to meet who's more of a very an industry person, a lady called Kat Howell. Um, and yeah, I've caught up with her. We've met, we've met and had a, f a, a few coffees. And I think the thing you need to realise, which I which I realise, is that if you have got mentors or people you look up to in your industry, reach out, man. What's what's the worst that can happen? Say no. So many of them will actually go, hey, I'll have a Zoom conversation. Oh yeah, if you're in the same city, I'll catch up for a coffee. People are people, and I think we idolise people too much sometimes. And if you can relate and connect and, and just be genuine, these, a lot of these people have been where you were at some stage. Don't forget that. So they're more than willing to help out um, and, and if they can, you know. And just the, my whole ethos in life is what have you got to lose, right? You can always ask, what's the worst that can happen? They say no. Who cares? Just get out there and, and make sure you reach out to people that you'll be surprised to respond. Awesome. Well, uh Katija Vlatkovic, thank. Uh, where can people find uh, more about your company, Misfit Digital? Yeah, fantastic. Well, we're on Facebook. You can just search Misfit Digital and we'll pop up. Um, also, our website's just misfit.digital. Super easy. So um, you can definitely find us there. But also, we've got the um, free e-commerce advice group. So you can search that too, which anyone can join for free. And we're doing, you know, free trainings and um, lots of really, there's a lot of great content in there. So if you're looking to get anything up online and you just want some direction, it's free to join. You can ask questions. There's a whole lot of experts in there just giving back over this time. So, yeah, or you can search my name. There's only one of me in the world. So um, <laughs> means I've got to be careful. Um, but, yeah, I'm more than happy. As I said, if anyone wants just to reach out and have a virtual coffee, I'm more than happy to help because... You know, we all started somewhere and we've all got to look after each other at the moment because I think, um, yeah, this is a crazy, crazy time and I think everyone needs to look after not only their business but their mental health and, and, and obviously their, and, and make, make sure they remember 
remember what matters, and that's for me what your highest values are. For me, it's my family, my friends. So make sure you're doing what you can to to support one another and be the best version of you. And that's what we can all help each other do. So yeah. Awesome. Well, Katija Blackovic, I want to say thank you again for taking time out to your busy schedule to be here. I want to wear it. I'm truly honored. Uh, do you have any uh, quick final words for our audience who are watching here on uh, Facebook Live or who will be listening to this uh, later on in, as a podcast in the future? Yeah, of course. I think the main thing is just, just give it a go. Like, I think what people tend to do so, so much is they, they sit on something and they think they've got to be perfect or they've got to wait till so-and-so to, to approve or do that. If you, if you feel your intuition is telling you that something's, you need to be doing something, just give it a go. This, I think what this year has taught us is that anything can change in an instant. Nothing is, nothing is certain. So you could be here tomorrow and gone the next. So take the opportunity, give it a go. If you fail, you fail, get up and keep going. Um, I know it's easier said than done sometimes, but the beauty thing is, is that there are so many people, you're never alone, You've got, there are people around you that will help you, even if you don't know it yet. There, are, there is a community out there that will support you. You just need to put the right energy out, give it a go, show that you're serious, and keep adding value. No matter what you do, it isn't about you, it's about the people you can help. And if you continue to have that mindset, then you will definitely be successful in whatever you, can, whatever you do. So, yeah, it's definitely what I've learned over this, this crazy little thing called life. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Katija Vlaskovic, thank you again for joining me on What's the Word. Thank you so much, Chevelle. Have a lovely, lovely afternoon. Thank you very much. See you.